0: You don't need a high-end designer or a lot of money to get a luxe look. Be your own interior designer with big design, small budget. Here's your host, Betsy Helmuth. Even though it's the last thing I put in a room, even though it's the last thing I consider for a room in terms of its layout, that doesn't mean that art is unimportant. In fact, I think it's one of the most important things in the room. So you're gonna need to become an art expert. Thankfully, I'm here to guide you. Welcome, today you'll become an art expert. Hi, this is Jen, and I have a question about furnishing and decorating a brand new apartment with nothing on the walls. What is the first step and what do I do Um, with looking at artwork, and how do I choose that first piece? Does it need to color coordinate with the existing furniture? And if the existing furniture is neutral, what is the first step that I take? Jen, I always start with the layout. Layout is first, because you want to have a practical flow. You want to make sure that everything feels good when you're walking around. So first, map out your furniture. The second thing is, based on where your furniture is, you now know where people are going to be looking. Like when you walk in, you look at the sofa, and you need something big and interesting there. When you have an entry console, you're going to need something above it. So now that you know where the console, the sofa, the dining table is going, now you can decide where that art should be and how big it should be. First things first, how big? I typically do a piece of art that is 50 to 75% the length of the piece that's above. Let me let me expand on that. So an 80 to 90 inch sofa gets a piece that's 48 inches wide. This is TMI, but what's the converse of 48? 36 by 48 is what you're gonna find. Now, if you have really high ceilings, go for 48 by 48. Those are standard sizes of canvases, frames, mirrors. So it'll be easy to find. So 80 to 90 inch sofa, 36 by 48 horizontal piece of art. In other words, 50 to 75% of the length of the piece it's above should be the width of the artwork. That means if your console is 36 inches wide, I go for 24 inches wide for the artwork. That means if your bed is a queen, you're going to go for 24 by 36 horizontal. Unless you have high ceilings, you could do 36 by 36 square. So you'll do the math. You'll do the 50 to 75% and you'll work out your own figures and you'll see that everything works out beautifully if you do 50 to 75%. The next thing that you want to think about is your color palette, because a lot of us, you know, it sounds like you don't have amazing art. Me neither. I have art I like, but it is certainly not amazing. I'm working on it. I'm working on my collection. I feel like once you're past the age of 30, you could start working on your collection. What do you think about that? Uh, Yeah. Okay. (laughs) I'm slowly getting there. Um, But a lot of us don't have art. And so one thing that I like to keep in mind is that every room could use one mirror. And a mirror is a wall hanging that has a lot of visual interest depending on what it's reflecting. So make sure that it's reflecting something interesting like your dining table or your window that looks out over a beautiful seascape. I don't know. You have a beach house, right, Jen? Um, But make sure it's not reflecting something bad like your kids' toys, like your kitchen, because then it's bad art. But I like to use one mirror in every room because it takes up the walls and it's an affordable piece that's pre-framed. I don't have to frame it because framing can be so expensive, more expensive than the piece of art you're looking at. Let me see what I have on my list here. Oh, yes, of course. So if you don't have amazing art like I don't, I am blowing up some personal pictures. And I love to use picturewallcompany.com Picturewallcompany.com has these templates so you can create an amazing picture wall in minutes and you don't have to be creative or intuitive. You can just pop up the template. They have diagonals, they have rectangulars, they have verticals. And I just last night went to Shutterfly, printed out some pictures that I like, and I'm just going to pop them in. Those pre-existing mats, pop it up. So that's another way to get personal art on the walls without scouring galleries and waiting for that collection to begin. Another thing that I like to do is think about maps. Think about maps of places that you really like or that you and your family really like. For instance, did you take um, your honeymoon in Curacao like I did? Curacao is small. I like big maps of small places and I like little maps of big places. I really hate world maps that are big. I love world maps that are tiny. I really hate maps of Curacao that are tiny. I love big maps of Curacao. It's just more interesting, more unexpected, and it can really feel personal without feeling like you're exposing your photo album. The next thing that I like to do is I like to use a stopgap. So I'm searching. I'm on the hunt for art that's meaningful, that doesn't break the bank. But until I find that, I need to have something on my walls. So I do like to go to Etsy because I can make these little custom commissions. For instance, the piece behind me with the airplanes, I had her do the airplanes and colors that resonated with my logo. This is my office. And so it's personal for $45 or less. I went on Etsy and found some photographs that resonated with me. They're just stop gaps until I find that amazing piece that's moving me that's going to be with me forever wish me luck Uh, let's see what else I put on here you know I've talked about this before but I do love pages from books I don't just love pictures from kids' books, which is what I talked about before. I love pages from any book. My personal favorite's Hemingway, and I love it next to a small chair or in a nook where you can be close. So I would not put pages of a book on a big wall up high because they don't resonate. I can't tell what it is or what it's doing, but when it's on eye level, very close to me by a reading chair or in a hallway, I can really appreciate the details and be like, what page was that why did she pick that page that's cool and i really do rip it out of the book rather than making a photocopy if it's black and white if it's color like a kid's book then i will just make a color copy not every wall needs art so my clients are always like betsy betsy what am i gonna do with this wall and i say nothing that is where your good cheese circulates people so Think about where you want people to focus, above a console, above a bed, above a sofa, and then that wall that's next to the sofa, don't put anything because you don't want to steal the thunder from the showstopper. The piece above the fireplace needs all the glory. So maybe the little wall next to the fireplace doesn't get anything. Let's keep it focused, keep it minimal, and keep it personal. And uh, hopefully that helped. And now it's time for a quick commercial break. things that will help you to style your own space or help out with other spaces. Additionally, with the pack of three classes, you get an autographed copy of my book, Affordable Interior Design. You get all of that for only $99. Once again, that's the three online classes as well as the book for only $99. You just go to affordableinteriordesign.com slash classes. Once again, affordableinteriordesign.com slash classes to buy your bundle today. And if one of those classes sounded intriguing, but maybe you already have my book or some of the other topics are not of interest, you can buy the classes individually at that site as well. Each class is $40. So head over to affordableinteriordesign.com slash classes to get your bundle or your online class today. Hi, my name is Joe, and I'm just wondering how to frame oddly shaped art inexpensively joe framing 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 it's a tough one because it's very expensive like i just said two seconds ago oftentimes it's more expensive than the piece of you bought now you've got something unusual you've piqued my interest what is it let me know i'm only going to assume it's something flat so let's just say it's an unusual Ooh, i had an idea what if it's an unusual valentine like one of those old timey valentines and it's like that and you want to frame it in a really unique way Here's what I do. I buy a standard frame from Ikea, from West Elm, from Pottery Barn. I do prefer the ones from West Elm and Pottery Barn only because the Ikea ones, they're made of this press board that tends to flake if you take the mat and glass out too much. So I take that to a framer with my beautiful Valentine and I have them make a custom mat. It could be a really cool, funky custom mat, which of course will cost extra, or it could just be a basic custom mat, which makes the little moment smaller around my little Valentine, making it more important than if there was a big window, like might be currently in the frame. So that's a fun way to make it special and unique, make it look custom framed without buying the glass and the wood, which is the most expensive part. You could even get like a double frame. So if that was still the Valentine, I'm like on this kick, it's not even February. If it was still the Valentine, I would do like Maybe a little interior mat that's like lavender that would really correspond with the little old-timey flowers that are on the front. I don't know. Just thinking. Just thinking. Now, if you have something that's big, because you're talking about unusual, like let's say you want to frame baby's first pacifier. Baby, oh, that's a fun idea. I want to frame baby's, that's fun. Anyway, baby's first pacifier, or let's say you want to frame a bobblehead doll. What I would recommend is getting a shadow box frame. So they have really good ones at Michael's, but I am obsessed with these at Pottery Barn. I know they're $79 a piece. It's a splurge, but they're all plexiglass, except for the back and the bottom, which is white. They look so cool. They look so on pottery barn. They're very modern and minimal, and I just want to put stuff in there. I have nothing unusual to frame, and I'm like, what can I frame? My husband does have a bobblehead doll, and we just keep it on the shelf because it's a little bit tacky, and I'm like, let's frame it. I just want to stick it in the Pottery Barn acrylic shadow box. So that can be fun because it can just rest on the bottom. It doesn't have to mount or stick, even though at West Elm, they do have ones where you can just stick the object on the back, which probably would be what I would do with the pacifier. I'd stick it kind of like a butterfly or whatever. Don't stick a butterfly. That's horrible. But when you're doing the passy, you could do a little, I don't know. Obviously, I'm not a framer, but I framed a lot of unusual things, and I hope that helped. Design. You know, I'm going to contradict what I said just seven minutes ago. I said that art needs to be personal and I completely think that it does. But it can be hard to find something that really resonates with you right away. And it can be even harder to live with blank walls and have people come over and be like, what is going on here? Did you just move in? Is this a model home? Weird. So you need something i have a lot of new walls in my new house and i have no good art to speak of so i was really racking my brain what am i going to do on these walls i need to step it up so i've already told you a few of the things that i'm going to do but in certain places i need a big piece and i don't have anything yet and I need something. So I just thought about places that are interesting for me and my husband. My husband and I happen to love Coney Island. So I went on to allposters.com and I just looked for Coney Island images that were unusual. And there was this zoom in of this door where like the freak show happens and where the the freaks go in before the show. And uh, I happen to love the Coney Island freak show. And it's got like no peeing on the sidewalk right next to it and it's just raw and interesting and it's not the wonder wheel it's not you know the boardwalk it's very unique and so I got it really big like 30 by 40 and it's going up in a place of honor don't pee on our sidewalk so something like that which can just be a placeholder until you find something more original but still it evokes something I just think art should evoke something even if that means and you know even if that means you go to Kirkland's and you are really soothed by like one specific image of the beach, which maybe has more unusual colors than um, other images we normally see. Maybe the sunset is more purple and teal than it is orange and yellow. And if it really makes you feel something, I want you to get it until you actually go to Tahiti and find that sunset and take the picture on your own. So you've heard in my book, you've heard in my whatever that I only like original art, but I understand that sometimes it's just about getting something up there until you find something spectacular. That being said, I have found something spectacular and I'm going to share it with you now. So I went online to Etsy and I was like, what can I do that's personal, that's affordable, that's going to be amazing for this new place? And I found this idea of doing a custom family portrait. But there, so there's a lot of like cheesy custom family portraits and I love that. Like if it looks like an awkward family photo and it looks like a second grader did it, I'm totally into hanging that on my walls. So that's what I was looking for, something bad, something kitschy that could be like above our dining table and look like it came from, you know, the seventies and a burgeoning painter who, you know, was actually an accountant. But what I found is I found this lady in the Ukraine. I will put the link on my website because it is amazing and life-changing. And she does family photos of people like in fairy tale lands. It's crazy. So I sent her pictures of my family at Coney Island like my son in the train, me with cotton candy, my daughter at the mermaid parade. And she has made the most amazing painting. And it's huge. And because it's in the Ukraine, it's a little bit cheaper than you'd find here. So she charged me $800 for a piece that is nearly three feet by four feet. Hello. And I will post on my website, even though, bigdesignsmallbudget.com, even though it's a surprise for my husband, because I think this will air after we've moved in and I've given him his surprise next week. You got to see it. $800. It's totally worth it. This lady in the Ukraine is amazing. You've got to check it out. She can put you on a pony. She can put you on a unicorn. She can put you like in Gumdrop Castle. She can put you just in the woods or in a boat. It's so amazing. Check me out. It's so cool so bigdesignsmallbudget.com you won't want to miss that link and you won't want to miss the opportunity to ask me a question guys ask me a question i'm here i've got answers bigdesignsmallbudget.com again or betsy at affordableinteriordesign.com just write in with your questions i'm anxious to answer and of course you can review this so if you love this podcast if you got value out of those links let me know write a review on itunes or stitcher radio After all, a picture is worth a thousand words, and I do my best to describe them, but there's nothing like seeing it for yourself. And that's why Affordable Interior Design, the podcast, now has a YouTube channel. Not only do we have a YouTube channel where you could see recordings and clips of these podcast episodes, we also have an Instagram, a Facebook, and so many other exciting things. You should check it out. Head over to affordableinteriordesign.com links. Once again, affordableinteriordesign.com L-I-N-K-S links. And when you go there, you will see links to our YouTube page, our Instagram page, our Facebook page, and more. Please check it out. Follow and subscribe so you can see everything I'm talking about. Bye.